0: Many people look
1: at others and feel the grass is always greener, that things are hopeless and will never change. These are the kinds of feelings that rob you of your self-esteem, that leave you in emotional turmoil, whether it's feeling stuck in relationships, career, parenting, or finances. Awareness of that void is the first step in your journey to heal your shit. Tune in now as your host, Marnie, takes your hand and helps you begin the shift toward healing body, mind, and spirit. Here is your host, Marnie. Good morning. Happy, as I, we call it around here, Tickle Tickle Tuesday. I'm
2: Marnie, and welcome to Heal Your Shit with Marnie. Um, this morning, we're going to be talking about something that is very close to my heart. Um, we're going to talk about eating disorders, bulimia, and self-esteem. And joining me today is Kathy Walter-Nichols, who is an expert at helping people heal bulimia eating disorders she's written a book chasing hunger and welcome kathy to the show this is something that i personally am um a recovering bulimic so this is near and dear to me because i work really hard at healing myself
3: yeah it's a lifetime journey and good yeah.
2: morning everyone it's really great to be here with you marnie and thank you for inviting me onto your show Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, now we were just talking before we came on air about, you know, every day was a challenge. And at one time in my life and for other people with whether it be eating disorders or some other numbing agent you're using to to not feel every day can be a challenge. But during the holidays, you can get so much more stirred up mm-hmm. because of family situations holiday parties at work friend holiday part you know parties and and Mm -hmm. especially people with eating disorders with food or even alcohol with with drinking and what have you and it's just kind of navigating through how do i get through this time and you know not avoid feeling at the same time try to eat and eat normal and and how to get through so we were just talking about mm-hmm. that let's I want to bring everybody into that conversation great De- and
3: w- one of the things I want to mention here too is that word normal what yeah. is normal eating and I would have to say it's maybe one of those words we have to put a put alongside of perfect uh, perfect is a great thing Discussion about <laughs> a cushion cover or a, you know the color of a wall, plate, right? But not about a person or your body or your how you feel about yourself. And one of the things I I often look at when when I'm working with clients is how they how they refer to themselves. Well, I have to do this right. I have to do this perfectly. That really takes us into that discussion about that idea of normalized eating. And I think for many of my clients, it seemed to be. Normal meant not thinking about food. Normal meant being able to eat like everybody else. Again, and,
2: But everybody else eats different.
3: Well, that's you know, it.
2: You know, I you mean, know, from this person to this person to this person, they, they no, not one person eats the same as another.
3: That's exactly right. And when you've had an eating disorder, um, and food has been your focus and mm. obsession, really, uh, over an extended period of time, you lose track with what exactly would that kind of, um, in quotes, normal Mm -hmm. really look like. And one of the things I started to do with my clients right away, this is a tip, a takeaway for everybody that's listening here today. When you're eating normal or when you're trying to to navigate these holidays around food, eat six small meals every day and eat between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Now, that might mean, what about all those evening dinner parties and um, evening gatherings with friends, et cetera? Eat on your schedule. And if you eat on your schedule, you're not going to be compelled to go into um, overeating. You're not going to be lightheaded because your blood sugar is so low that you can't manage and navigate your way through, you know, those weird comments people make. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it isn't even about somebody judging you for what you're eating or how much you're eating, it's irritating to even hear somebody else talking about, oh, I wonder how many calories are in this, and uh, I'm going to have to, you know, run 10 miles to get this one off me. Well, that, those are all triggering comments.
2: Very triggering, and when we, you know, we say to ourselves, oh, I got that big thing tonight, I'm I'm not going to eat all day so I can save up, it, it totally, we were talking about this earlier, it totally sets you up for binge eating.
3: Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I think that it's one of the biggest triggers is the binging. Whenever my, my like I do a lot of follow-up with my clients and they'll say to me, oh, I really was bingy the other day and I'll go, go back to your pattern. How are you eating? Is it six small meals a day? Yes, yes, I'm doing all that. What? Is the type of food that you're eating. Because a lot of people with eating disorders will call it, will go to vegetarian or veganism or something like this, so that they're not, oh, I'm I'm a clean eater. I, I only eat like this. But what ends up happening is your body, through the kind of punishing it's had over the years, really needs a protein. And if you are a vegan or or into vegetarian, then you need to still get the proteins in, and right. that means those early morning meals, early snacks, and lunchtime. Be sure you're getting protein shakes. That's mm-hmm. a good way to do it. Um, be sure you've got enough protein in your diet, and you'll you'll shift that bingy thing right around. A solid protein. Um, be, when you're feeling like, oh, I've just got to eat something, that's low blood sugar. And yes. so a protein first, eat that first before you eat the carbs. And and if you get the protein in, if you can just slow down and wait maybe five or six minutes before you resume eating, you'll notice that everything's changed.
2: That And that's so, so, so true. I um, I used to actually have a little sand timer bright pink mm. sand sand timer mm-hmm. that i had in my fridge and i would grab like exactly what you were saying like i would grab a little bit of protein and i would eat that and i would flip the sand timer over in the fridge and shut the fridge and then if i went back to and it was a 5 minute timer if i went back to it, it by the time i went back to it i would know cuz i could feel more in my body am i really hungry Mm-hmm. Or is something else going on?
3: Yeah. And it, the, the something else that's going on then can become um, very separated from the food consumption. Like we don't need to right. use the food now to solve my frustration or my anger issues or my anxiety and I have a beautiful little tool that people can use for anxiety about gathering with the crowd and you know before you're before you're meeting up with friends or going out for the evening or this kind of thing it's always been one of the critical zones for my clients anyway that's what they've shared they're mm-hmm. just in almost anxiety and panic mode and often would even cancel going yes. out
2: and stay Absolutely. home and binge and
3: and punish themselves you know
2: so because well, c- that brain your brain starts to talk to you that ego brain starts to say oh what am I going to wear? Mm-hmm. What am I, you know, and I've, I mean, I've had clients as well that have said, you know, when I get into this and I really want to go, but then this other part of me, like, makes me not want to go, you know, because I don't like it, the way I look in anything or I don't like my hair or I don't have the right shoes. And then what am I going to do when I get there? Because everybody else is skinny and they're going to all eat what they want. And then I'm going to eat mm-hmm. this tiny pork. And they and they go, just make this story. They keep writing the mm-hmm. story and mm-hmm. it gets them so anxious that they go I'm just gonna tell them I'm not feeling good yeah by then
3: you've really worked yourself up into a state yeah. and it's really yeah. difficult to talk yourself down yeah and that's that's another great one too Marnie is that internal navigator we mm-hmm. all have one
2: we do
3: and, and and really it's the only voice you ever really listen to is your own voice Even when you're translating what I'm saying, you're putting it in through your own conscious mind, listening to yourself repeat what I'm saying to yourself. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. No, I don't. So our internal navigator is always structuring our story. And if we look at what is the story really giving us? Mm -hmm. How is it helpful? How is it collapsing our day? How is it wrecking our time? What is this internal navigator really doing for us? And this is what we really call programming for prime um, emotional states. And you, you can, you can program your own internal navigator to give oh, you a absolutely. better story. Definitely. It's, and, and as you say, like meditation, living from gratitude, these can be a real stretch for somebody who's in a, a really strange state. Like even some of our, our listeners right now could be sitting here and going, oh, sure, talk to yourself as if everything's great when you know inside you feel just terrible. And so this idea of adding an idea, just even a concept of a gratitude statement. What are some of the ones you use? Because you live from gratitude.
2: I I do live from gratitude. I work work every day, or I shouldn't say work. I use every day, and I work with clients to do this as well, as well as my family, in the morning when I get up and also before I go to bed. Um, I call it the daily three. Three things I'm grateful for, three affirmations and three intentions. And some of these things over the years, I mean, even today I don't always, I'm not like a hundred percent going, yeah, I've got this one, Mm -hmm. but I know it's possible. As long as I know it's possible, the rest will come. You know, when I first started looking in the mirror, that was, Mm -hmm. that was my thing was looking in the mirror and seeing me and saying, okay, what, what do I love about me? Um, hmm, I'm having a good hair day, you know, okay, I like that, you know, um, and, and what else am I grateful for? Well, the sun's out, okay, you know, and just finding things, and mm-hmm. it became, and sometimes I struggled, but pushing myself a little bit to struggle just for three, so I could say, you know, I'm mm-hmm. grateful for the air I breathe. Awesome. I'm, I'm grateful for the roof over my head. I'm grateful for my dog, you know, and just simple, simple, simple things that can really make such a big impact. Gratitude
3: is um, a real turnaround in the whole area of eating disorders. And it's a a whole, I've dedicated um, a chapter in my book to that because Mm. gratitude, we, we, it's a word, right? It's just a word and it has a lot of meaning to it. Yeah. And gratitude, Gratitude really has a process to it. And even the more you and I are sitting here talking about it and thinking about things to be grateful about, I'm feeling different than when I'm talking about, you know, the negative sides of, you know, problems, if you will, the
2: problematic approach to it. Well, it's, a sh- it's an energetic shift. Yes. Um, it's a raise in your vibration. So when you're talking from um, what you're calling the navigator and I call the, the ego voice, mm-hmm. um, which is, it, I mean, it's there to protect you. So, I mean, there's a place to be grateful for that, too. It's that voice that keeps you from sticking your hand on the hot stove or running out in front of traffic and getting hit by a car. Uh-huh. But it's also the that voice that can stir you up in trying to protect you, thinking it's protecting you when it's really bringing you down. And it keeps you from hearing what I call the intuitive voice or your spirit or mm-hmm. your heart, which is the one that's all about love and gratitude and hope. Mm-hmm.
0: and
2: when we
3: when we, are in that state and to maintain that state, it's a really nice process if you can simply, and it it is a simple process to simply marry your eating patterns through the day Mm -hmm. nutritionally and, and eat through the day. A lot of, Clients get up in the morning, and they'll say, well, I'm feeling really good, so I won't eat until, you know, this afternoon. Right. I'll just have tea, and, and, and I'll be good right now. Well, that kind of destroys that one really beautiful little feature of our physiology, and I call it, like, it is your, in, it, it's your metabolism. And it yeah. turns on if you eat within 30 minutes of getting mm-hmm. up in the morning. Yes, it does once you're there and you're you're eating you know in that 30 minute break your body is now supporting you in burning the fuel you're putting in every day Mm. so breakfast is still the number one
2: piece to get in your mind i have to do this every day yeah definitely definitely and you know it's it's not just about the food. The food, I mean, I know for me and and some of the clients I work with, that's that's the symptom in a lot of, in a lot of cases. That's the way of I don't have to feel this. So it's also starting to understand what what is it that's triggering you? What it, what is that feeling? And start to reframe, you know, and choose. I, I mean, I remember leaving treatment and. You know, knowing that that wasn't I, that wasn't the cure all. That was just a a big head start mm-hmm. to to healing. But I still had a lot of work to do after that. And I meditated every day when I was in treatment because that was where I learned it, and it it changed my life. And then I left treatment, and I went ah, that was what I did there. And I mm-hmm. remember weeks later coming home. Stressed out to the max and screaming in my house, crying, going, "I don't want to feel this way anymore." I didn't feel this way in treatment. What can I do? What can I do? And this little voice inside me said, "Meditate." Mm-hmm. And I st- and and that was when it stuck for me, and that cha- it really changed my life.
3: Mm-hmm. Awesome. I want to say in in my work, I've been doing a meditative practice for over 30 years and I really started in sort of helping people and they were going through life-threatening illness that had cancer and their family members and this yeah. kind of thing. And so it was a it was a natural for me to teach my clients meditation. Yeah, and they would meditate with me, and I knew if they were going home, they might not. So I did some recordings, MP3 recordings for them, and so oh, getting my that. yeah getting my clients to meditate every day, and when they didn't feel like they could, then they could put the MP3 on and listen to that. It actually releases a huge amount of chemicals through the through the brain and the body that mm-hmm. we just don't get
2: anywhere else. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and and that is something, that's why meditation for me is so close to my heart. I do workshops all the time mm-hmm. helping people figure out how to create their own style because people get so caught up in it, it has to look like this or it has to look oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. And it doesn't. It, you know, mm-hmm. How to make it yours. I mean, I have some clients that they wash the dishes. That's their meditation. Mm-hmm. And I have some that go for a run and I have son that pray. I, I mean, we work it out so that it meets them where they are. And and yeah. that way they get the benefit. Because the benefit is, is about that rewiring of the brain. Totally. And I really want to keep talking about mm-hmm. this. But I see we have to go to break. So stay with us. We're going to keep talking about our stories of bulimia, eating disorders, and helping you. There is hope out there. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: us on twitter at voice america trn get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice america trn does your life feel stuck lots of self-doubt pain
1: little self-esteem find out now how you can enjoy a truly balanced life filled with positive energy and inner peace a life where you finally feel comfortable in your own skin join marnie in her six-month program heal your shit you'll begin an amazing transformation as you learn the five key components that help you heal with personalized energy healing. If you are ready and daring to stick your toe in or jump in with both feet to grab the life you want, Marnie invites you to join her for a complimentary 30-minute call. Just visit LovinglyLotus.com and sign up under the contact page to talk to her about where you are now, what's getting in your way, your dreams and your life vision. Learn how the five key elements she weaves with energy healing can guide and support you moving away from what keeps you stuck towards living a happier life. Many clients hire Marnie because they want what she has. It is so possible for you sign up for this call today at LovinglyLotus.com. That's LovinglyLotus.com.
0: Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
1: You are listening to Heal Your Shit with your host, Marnie. If you have a question or comment about our program, please visit our Facebook page. Just search for Heal Your SHT on Facebook. Now back to the show. Hi, welcome back. You're here with Marnie and my, I'm going to call you my new
2: friend because I feel like we are (laughs) friends, Kathy Walter Nichols. Thank you. We're back. And you're welcome. And I, I hate that we have to go to break because we have the most amazing conversations <laughs> during the break. and I want to bring that back in because I feel like that's so so important. We were talking about the emotion that goes with or that you're trying to not feel, um, mm-hmm. that you're masking when you numb out with a binge, an eating disorder, or even you know, other things that people use, and how that, you know, most people, think it's sadness, but when really it's anger and anger, you know, my belief is anger there. There's in my belief, there's two emotions, there's love and there's fear and anger Mm -hmm. is right in there with fear. That's just big, Mm -hmm. big, big ass fear.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And, and so, and as Kathy, Kathy was, was bringing this up and I said, Oh, it's like, you're talking to the eight year old Marnie. That was exactly what was going on because when I was eight, that was when all this stuff started for me. Mm-hmm. I We moved to somewhere where we didn't know anyone, my whole family. Um, our house was robbed within the first two months. My parents, through their fear, changed a lot of the rules. I developed early and was horrifically teased and bullied because of it. And mm-hmm. I just went, I like, I went from this outgoing um clairvoyant child who just loved everyone to withdrawn or sometimes I looked outgoing, but very secretive.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And, Mm -hmm. and that, and I've stayed like that until I was 25.
3: Pretty much. And as we were sharing in the, in the break, these emotions um, kind of surprised me when I got into this work with bulimia And eating disorders, it wasn't something that I knew a lot about. I knew of some famous people who had died from it and this kind of thing, but it was something I just sort of went, oh, I don't know what this is all about until I have my first client sitting in front of me. And I'm like, okay, how am I going to help this young woman um, deal with these issues, and it started me on this path of really investigating, but my greatest teachers were my clients, they are the ones that, and I always saw my clients privately, I never did anything in a group, um, a couple of my first clients shared with me that that's how they learned more tools and tips, as how to do it, was to be in a group, you know, mm. and so I saw my clients independently, and this is how we got into that a discussion around, wait a minute, what do those emotions really mean? And so I was, I found that there was this thing going on with eating disorders. They're they're very gifted at generalizations. And what we mean by generalizations is um, putting a generalization out that masks the deeper meaning and structure of what they're really trying to say to you.
1: Mm. And
3: it it really is kind of like putting the other people off the scent, if you will. Um, one of the things is uh, here's oh, a like general, distraction.
2: Is totally that would be okay. completely
3: a pattern interruption. Get away from mm-hmm. me. Um, I don't want to talk about this. I'm right. keeping my secret to myself. Yes. And so some of these are well, I'm having a bad day. Well, that's mm-hmm. a generalized, how is it bad? What's happened? How is it a bad day? And you start asking those deeper questions and you're very quickly going to hit the anger. Yeah. And the anger comes up because it can't be hidden anymore. And so now we've got to talk about this, you know, bear that's in the room or this yes. elephant that's sitting here that we can't. Touch because it's off limits. Another one, a classic one that puts all of us to sleep, I think, and totally off the scent is I don't want to gain any weight. Oh, yeah. You know, like the thing is, as soon as somebody says that to me, I go into my internal map and I go, Well, geez, I don't want to gain weight either. You know, she's right. I, I'm totally there with her, right? Right. And so it, it puts us all to sleep. And so that's a generalization but it works beautifully at putting people into their own stuff and getting them away from me. So these general- becomes your focus. Yeah, so these yeah. generalizations sort of mask and keep the problem quite secret. And I find that over over time, the family members get very hooked into these generalizations and fears, those real mm-hmm. fears. And we kind of call anger and fear the traveling duo. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like shame and guilt. They travel together, too. Awesome. Um, yeah. And so when we have those kinds of emotions coming up and we're a teenager or we're into those early years of change like you were. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and you're getting bullied and you're getting pestered by other people about how you look, yes. then what ends up happening is we start um, hiding behind the food. The food becomes the place. It's our defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. I'll show you and all that anger goes into the food and then we're suddenly sort of, in our own space doing our own thing and we're we're actually kind of teaching ourselves we are teaching ourselves a way to hide from those feelings.
2: Yes, I hide from a lot of things. Yeah. Especially
3: yeah. that feeling I don't like this feeling of anger. I don't like I don't want to be angry. I don't I don't want to feel it. I don't want somebody to see me this way because then I, I don't look cool or I don't look like I'm in in control of myself or I don't look perfect, you know, so right.
2: I'm, I'm it's, gonna... a lot of it goes back to perfection. Oh, yeah, it, it, absolutely. And acceptance, mm-hmm. Um, you know, acceptance that I'm not perfect. And I mean, I, most, many clients that I see that it it gets down to that. They come to see me for a variety of things. But when it gets down and you get underneath the fear behind the fear, what's going on, it comes down to, being vulnerable accepting yourself and Mm -hmm. you were talking earlier about the voice the voice that you hear there's nothing more powerful than your Mm -hmm. own voice and Mm -hmm. what you say to yourself whether it's out loud or what you're thinking and you hear that more clearly and it's stronger than anything else so when Mm -hmm. that voice is telling you you don't look good, you're not worthy, they're not going to believe you, they're not going to accept you, don't share everything, all all of these downward things, your vibration drops and you don't trust and it becomes more me against them versus we're all, you know, we're the Mm -hmm. same, we're similar Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's you and me versus you versus me. One of the biggest areas of this
3: um, whole Area of eating disorders is the isolation factor. Yes. And if you're in a really negative mindset, uh, really um, that internal dialogue is very negative and really kind of beating yourself up, and you isolate in order to um, use your, you know, element of choice, which is food, Mm -hmm. to sublimate the feelings and to Mm -hmm. calm the feelings, this kind of thing, that isolation factor, that feeling of being alone, Mm -hmm. um, I'm on my own, then whose voice are you listening to? It's Mm. still just yourself and it's you listening to that constant tape of negativity. Yes. Uh, I was on one of the um, different you know, there's all kinds of different chat sites and websites and things out there. And there's this one girl, she's on YouTube, and I was looking at some of her stuff. And she really honed in on this. I, I loved her work. I can't exactly remember. I should find that. But it's, um yeah, it's one of those ones that's really good. I wish I could give you the actual YouTube it was on. But it was, it, she was talking about when that isolation comes up for her, she would get on her bike and she would mm. get outside and she would go and be where there were other people and yeah. and just not allow herself to isolate because that left her alone with that internal voice that was just so deeply critical
2: yes and and you know as you said stepping outside just being outside out of out of your home your structure whatever that is raises your vibration immediately it may not get you much farther but it Mm -hmm. gets you a little bit and so every little bit you do Mm -hmm. and the biking or walking I mean if you can't bike you can walk even if it's freezing outside you can walk you know a block Mm -hmm. just the movement because that oxygenates your blood and it moves your vibes up so that you start to feel just a little bit better and then adding a little gratitude or an affirmation, an intention, you know. And take mm-hmm. it in, and, I, and and as I talk to my clients, take it in bite-sized pieces that you can manage. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be this huge, gigantic perfection piece. Take it in a little piece. You know, not everybody's a rip-the-band-aid-off person. Exactly. need a little bit of time and have that compassion for yourself. If you, if you were a friend of yourself... What would you say to you? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. often
3: the case, isn't it? I think of that internal dialogue, that internal coach, if you will, um, yeah. kind of beating us up inside. And, I mean, if that was your best friend, would you hang around with them? Exactly. You know, Exactly. Like, really.
2: <laughs>
3: I wanted and to go you back, back? back. Yeah, yeah go, sure ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead. I wanted to, you go, want back to go back a a little bit to that 8-year-old, um, to the 13-year-old, yeah. and to the 16-year-old. Yes. And this is this is where it starts, you know. Um, I I don't know about you, but for most of my clients, this is where they learned to do it. This is where they started. Yes. And it, it didn't come necessarily from sexual abuse. It mm-hmm. came from situations that were going on around them and feeling bad about their themselves. Yeah. And then using food to supplement that that feeling and helping that feeling maybe to, to dislodge for a little bit of time. Ooh. But I look at it from another perspective here too. When we, when we use an external um, substance, and I don't care if it's food, drugs, alcohol, sex, um,
2: work... Overexercise too. exercise, to
3: whatever mm-hmm. we want yeah. to, to put the label on that one. When mm-hmm. we do that we miss the opportunity, really, and and this may sound weird, but we miss the opportunity to grow emotionally.
2: Yes, like you're stuck in that that age for emotionally.
3: Exactly. And for, you know, like you said, until I stepped out of it at age 25. And so this is where I see a lot of Um, young people getting into this thing and they think okay well I feel really bad right now things are just I remember being at that age myself and thinking I can't think about tomorrow this is my right now and I am like so overwhelmed that this is the way I feel and I'm going to feel like this forever but that's not true your feelings are going to change and if you can allow yourself to just sit in those emotions, as uncomfortable as they are, Mm -hmm. and allow them to be, and then take little breaks from them, you know, here I am feeling this really bad feeling right now, okay, now I'm going to take a little break from that really bad feeling, and I'm going to go do something different, just for half an hour, 20 minutes, and that's going to give me just a break from that feeling. Okay. And now I can maybe go back to it. And when I'm talking about these situations, I mean, you know, in your teen years, that's when you have your first boyfriend or, mm-hmm. you know, first close encounter, if you will, with those emotions of attachment um, yes. to to someone else. I know... Um, Even in those early years, like eight to 10, girls often have really close girlfriends. You know, you get those really little cliques going on at school where you're close to one girlfriend and then she pairs up with another girl and you feel heartbroken, you know, that kind of thing.
2: Absolutely.
3: Or you move away and you lose that really close friend. So these are like childhood events, but in the moment they can feel so overwhelming.
2: They, do, I mean, they really, really do. My my son is eight, and he's mm. healing. He's got PS, PTSD um, that he's had for the last two years mm. from an event. And when he's in the middle of a big feeling, uh, an episode, um, it, and, and I can identify with that the way that that feels, and I will comfort him and say, I know this feels huge right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It feels very big. And and I I totally get it. I want you to know because I don't make promises to him, I can't keep. If he wants me to promise, I'll say, I'm not sure. We'll see on that one. Mm I say, I promise you this will not feel like this forever. Mm -hmm. And it's a huge piece. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Like emotional growth. the thing is that we're supposed to go through these rehearsals in our teen years. Yeah. These rehearsals help us prepare for our adult life. And if we don't allow ourselves to experience those feelings, to and I know it's really uncomfortable to feel anger turning into kind of rage and I want to take my room apart, you know? Mm-hmm. These kind of things happen. And if we don't allow ourselves to fully experience and and express these emotions, then we are going to be stuffing them for the rest of our
2: life. And yeah, there's just no is, way yeah, around absolutely, it. Absolutely. Yeah. Stuffing mm-hmm. is right. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't even think of, you know, for people listening, there may be people listening that don't even know what bulimia is. There you go. Um, and, and we should really, I mean, I don't want to get into like the nitty gritty describing it, but... Um, we should really express what that is. And um, bulimia is binging on food and then using some format to purge, um, whether that be excessive exercise, laxatives, vomiting, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes even getting into um, anorexia in, in that regard, which is not eating at all. Well, all from my from my view of this, t- agreed.
3: That's the pro the process of the 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 state. You know what you go through when you have bulimia and you're active in it. Right. How do we get here? For almost every individual that I've ever talked to, and this may illuminate a little bit of an area for yourself too because sometimes we don't look at all those little um, key points that kind of get us into something like this. It's been my experience that even bulimia, binge eating, all of it all starts with an extremely restrictive diet. Yeah. And then that restrictive diet, any diet where you lose more than 20% of your body weight in a short period of time is mm-hmm. going to trigger um, this kind of emotional response to food. Either no food, and so now I'm, I'm not eating anything, or right. trigger you into full-on binging and then having to deal with what comes next from that. So the anorexic really is... The, the kind of the place where it all starts. It's the restricting yeah. of food to the point where, well, I'm going to lose all this weight, and then I'm going to look great that way. And then all of a sudden you lose it and go through a massive binge, and and often you'll vomit it up just because you've eaten so much and your stomach has, just
2: can't hold it all. And mm-hmm. um, that it, it's... It's a way for having, having done this to, mm-hmm. to myself, mm-hmm. it's also a way to feel in control mm. when things are feeling out of control. So I don't want to feel that thing and I don't, I'm being restricted to this, that, and the other.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, it was so much chaos going on in your life. At least that's how it feels and you don't mm-hmm. want to feel that.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: so it, it's another way to control. But there's hope. Yeah. There yeah. really is hope and, and you can change it. Right on.
3: Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So stay with us. We're going to keep talking about this, and we'll be right back.
0: Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. Does
1: your life feel stuck? Lots of self-doubt, pain, little self-esteem? Find out now how you can enjoy a truly balanced life filled with positive energy and inner peace. A life where you finally feel comfortable in your own skin. Join Marnie in her six-month program, Heal Your Shit. You'll begin an amazing transformation as you learn the five key components that help you heal with personalized energy healing. If you are ready and daring to stick your toe in or jump in with both feet to grab the life you want, Marnie invites you to join her for a complimentary 30 minute call. Just visit lovinglylotus.com and sign up under the contact page to talk to her about where you are now, what's getting in your way, your dreams, and your life vision. Learn how the five key elements she weaves with energy healing can guide and support you moving away from what keeps you stuck towards living a happier life. Many clients hire Marnie because they want what she has. It is so possible for you. Sign up for this call today at LovinglyLotus.com. That's LovinglyLotus.com.
0: If you have been experiencing addiction issues, be it drugs, alcohol, or something else, you know what it means to feel alone in the world. The Power to Create Yourself with host Ross Ramin is here to prove that you don't have to feel this way. There are others who have been there or are still there. And together, we can sort out the truths and the lies in order to reveal the true essence of your character. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
1: You are listening to Heal Your Shit with your host, Marnie. If you have a question or comment about our program, please visit our Facebook page. Just search for Heal Your SHT on Facebook. Now back to the show. Welcome back. It's Marnie and I'm here with Kathy Welter-Nichols.
2: And Kathy, you asked me, I want you to ask Mm -hmm. again. You asked me such a powerful question when we were at break and I want to share my answer.
3: Yeah. Um, I was just aware that as you and I were talking, I was sort of feeling like, ooh, we're kind of getting um, deeper and deeper into an area that you've, you know, healed in your life. And for my clients, it's been challenging for them. And so part of me kind of reached out to you in the moment. And I, I really felt from a, a real heart centered place. How are you doing with this conversation? How are you doing personally? How do you feel about what we're talking about? And I'm hoping that this isn't kind of hitting some of those triggers for you.
2: And, and my answer is, you know, for me secrets kept me sick. That's that. That was what it was. And so talking about it, this is what I this is what I do. I talk awesome. about and I share my own what I call my shit. I share my shit with my clients um, mm-hmm. that I'm working with as an as an energy healer and intuitive and helping them feel better. In their bodies, um, it's important for me. I share it with my friends. It, it's I've got to keep it out there because if it goes back to being a secret, that's no good. But that having said that, I also was sharing with you. Um, I still have moments where I get triggered. They're not. It's not like daily moments like it was years ago. But when big things are going on in my life, that I that I become very afraid and or feel like I can't control and it starts to feel chaotic in me, Mm -hmm. if I get out of control and I'm not able to talk about it, that's when I start to feel out of sorts. Um, For example, um, when stuff was really big with my son and my husband started to travel and my son was having these huge issues going on and I was feeling very isolated, because I didn't really have someone to talk to about mm. all that I was feeling and there were a lot of feelings going up up and down from anger to fear to to resentment and so many things and and love at the same time and sadness and guilt and I felt I could feel myself and I started I talked to my husband and I said I've got I have to go talk to somebody because I'm. I'm gonna. I. I don't want to go back to that place where I was. And I can feel. Mm. I'm. Star- I'm changing. I can feel it. I'm so sensitive now in my body. That mm-hmm. I can feel things shifting, and I, I'm not going back there. That that is not a place I'm gonna live. Mm-hmm. Um, and I share that with my clients because it's something that. This is something that's with me. Um, in some way, shape, or form, because you have emotions. Your emotions change every day, just like the weather. Mm-hmm. You know, life mm-hmm. is a roller coaster. And as we grow, we experience discomfort. Or as my grandma said, out of shit, you get flowers. So you'll experience mm-hmm. the shit mm-hmm. um, to get to the flowers. And that's the growth. But during that shit time, you feel uncomfortable. You get mm-hmm. stirred up. And how stirred up you get, you know, when it's very big for me, it can get really hard. And so I have a support team of, of different people that I see or talk to from mm-hmm. my husband to friends and, and even my own healer that I see to help me because mm-hmm. I need that. You know, that's, and I journal, I, you know, meditation for me saved my soul, that, uh, that I will say. <laughs> um, and, and I have to do my own self-care. That is so, so important. So important.
3: Well, okay. So, again, like that is all just phenomenal um, bits and pieces in there. What I want to ask is maybe some, you know, questions in here that take us maybe a little bit deeper into yeah. your process. So when sure. when you feel a trigger coming up, mm-hmm. what it what it first first step I heard you say was I identify that my body's feeling
2: something, mm-hmm. yes. and then what do you do? Sometimes I cry.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, sometimes I journal. Sometimes I reach out to somebody else to talk, whether that is um, my parents, one of my parents, or my husband, um, a friend, or if I'm at that moment going to see a healer. A healer. Um, sometimes I talk to myself out loud. What's going mm-hmm. on with me? Why am I, mm-hmm. you know? And if it's really something out there. Um, I've been sitting in a car with my family, and mm-hmm. we've been driving somewhere, and some weird thing comes to me, and I'm like, "Uh, no, not <laughs> going there." And I will say out loud, "No." And if first Mark used to look at me and be like, "What's the matter? Like, we're driving. What do you mean, no? we this is the way to get there." I'm like, "I'm not talking to you. I was talking to myself." So he knows now, after 15 years of of that with me, what that is. But my son, you know, in the beginning was like, "Mommy." What I didn't do anything like Eli. I'm not talking to you. I was talking. <laughs> mommy was talking to herself, and, and Mark said, "Eli, that's something that mommy does to to stop that voice. She doesn't want to hear in her head."
3: Right on. Way to go. Yeah. So yeah. when you're when you're going through one of these experiences too, and you come up, I just love that expression. By the way, that secrets keep you sick. Oh my gosh, that's perfect.
1: Yeah. So
3: when we understand that the whole. Episode of the whole area of eating disorders is focused primarily in isolation and um, restricting everything around you um, to maybe help you get this idea that I'm in control while I'm out of control. Yes. What happens with a lot of my clients is they don't want to reach out to somebody they yeah. they tell me that they feel shame yeah. they feel bad that they can't control themselves they feel bad that they need somebody or that they need to be able to reach out and they don't they won't reach out and they think that they're failing because they won't because I have to do this myself did you ever have any of that where oh, I have to do yes. this myself
2: oh yeah. yes that's that perfectionism nobody's going to understand and they're going to look down on I me mean, you know you write this script in your head mm-hmm. of oh, well, you know, from A to B to C, all the way, you write things all the way to Z, and you haven't mm-hmm. even done step B yet. <laughs> so, yeah. oh, yes, well, if I do that, then they're not going to be my friend anymore, or they're going to think I'm weak, or they're going to, and you make these things up in your head that mm-hmm. that aren't real, but they seem so real at that time, so real. Yeah. And so how did know- you get yourself
3: past that of being able to say, OK, I've journaled and I've let myself cry now. OK, that's as much as I can do. And I'm still feeling this way. I need to reach out. So it's like you have like a stepping stone to say to yourself, I'm still feeling this way. I need to reach out.
2: And- or How do you do it? Year, I mean, years ago, years ago, when I was first out of treatment,
0: mm-hmm. it,
2: it was it was my my healer, my therapist, whoever my that go-to person was that I might call and say, "Okay, I've got to see you. like I, i'll okay. I'll rearrange my whole schedule to see that person. And it was also I had one friend at that time that I, I don't know, I just could feel it in my heart. This person totally got me and accepted me face value, mm-hmm. no matter what would be there for me. Mm-hmm. And so that was my go-to person. I also would read my journal out loud to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I I went through, I do rituals where, okay, I don't want to feel this anymore. I'm ready to release it. And I would light it on fire in a bowl and release it back to the earth so that it becomes something more palatable, more beautiful mm-hmm. than what I was feeling. And and Those just awesome. keep going until I felt better, and you know. And sometimes it was moments, and sometimes it was days. At back then, mm-hmm. um, you know, a, a bit ago, you know, with my son, there were a lot of moments. There were big moments, and my husband wasn't always available because he was traveling, and so it was finding, you know, who do I have? And I have this amazing friend, my neighbor. Um, And I'm going to say your name, Christy. (laughs) It's Christy. Um, Morning, Christy. (laughs) She uh, dropped everything for me because she was able to do that. Mm. And she was there for me. And when I started saying terrible things to myself in front of her, she got very stern with me. And she said, that's not true. Don't Mm -hmm. say that to yourself anymore. And she she Mm kind of got in there and got tough with me. Mm-hmm. I
3: found that that's helped. been a lot of what I've had to do, too. And it's hard because you really do have a lot of empathy for what the person is. I mean, I do. I just, my heart's yes. breaking for how people are struggling in there. But I ha- you have to be that that person that stands up for the person who's going through this. I feel like in some cases I'm <clears throat> standing up to that part of the person that's the bully. and and totally. that, that bully part totally. is just annihilating my my fragile person that's sitting there in front of me and so what i do is i just i get tough with the bully i say that we we stop that now you know and are you listening to how hard that is on you and sometimes the my clients will say to me like i hear them say these terrible things and my clients will say to me oh that's not nearly as bad as what i usually say to myself and i'm thinking oh my gosh
2: right you know, it, it's like, heartbreaking.
3: Heartbreaking. It is. and what? I have to say too. Every time I open the door to a new client, here's this beautiful person, beautiful per- woman, standing here looking at me, and I'm just like blown away at how beautiful, spiritual, amazing this this person is. For but them, we to don't see be, it
2: yeah that we don't we don't see that at all. We look at everybody else as well, they're thinner, so they're prettier or they're this because they're prettier and they're this and they're that. and and not me. I'm invisible. Mm-hmm. Nobody would see that in me. and that oh, that's part of that thinking. yeah, now, I'll share with you my son about a year ago when he was seven, said something amazing that has always stayed with me. And he said, You know, Mommy, he said, you don't get any of these minutes back. He said, so,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, when you spend time being upset, stressed, or angry, he's like, you can't get that back. So why not spend that time and choose to be happy? Exactly.
1: I'm like, are you Whoa. seven?
2: I know. <laughs> Aren't they just amazing when it comes out? Like,
3: I mean, you're just like,
2: wow. Uh,
1: well, he's you know, a very so
3: special we-
2: little guy. <laughs> He absolutely is. But so when you start to go there, like if you can catch it, the earlier you can catch it and, you know, awareness is key. So sometimes you don't, you're not aware until the end of of an episode. Sometimes you're aware in the middle. Sometimes, you know, as you do this more, you're able to get aware beforehand.
1: And -hmm. if you're able to
2: catch it and you start to use some of these easier tools Mm -hmm. that, you know, the quick and, the quick, I call them quick and dirty tools, the Mm -hmm. quick and dirty tools, then that can keep you from getting deeper into it. Yeah. And so, okay. and, but that takes practice. And, and, it's, and when you quote what people would say is fail, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's how you learn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how, making mistakes is how you learn. So, okay, so what happened this time? All right, so next time, I'll, I'll just intend to do it a little bit differently. What can I do well, different?
3: Well, it's like the word itself, mis- mistake. It's a mistake. Just take it yeah. over you know exactly just do it exactly. again exactly. do it till you get it right and it's it, it's doable so it's it's a huge subject and there's so many pieces uh, um tied uh, into this that's why i really wanted to i mean I, writing the book and and i did a card set that's based on the on the the book itself too and it's okay. all based on my program that i that i do to help people but that's why when voice america kind of was sharing with me that they wanted to do something like this, like to take this out to the broader audience and really make a show that was about this 100%. Mm -hmm. um, I just felt like, yeah, we need to
2: go here. We need Definitely. to talk about this. Definitely. I'm so glad that you're doing this and I'm so grateful for you being mm-hmm. a guest on my show today oh, and you. sharing so much of, of what you've said what you've shared today and what you've said. It's mm-hmm. I know it's been very powerful and moving and you've stirred some things up in me that I had even forgotten. So I thank you so mm-hmm. much for that. Mm-hmm. And everybody out there, thank you so much for listening. And tuning in and sharing mm-hmm. this with other people because you don't there's so many people out there you don't even know who's out there that could use this help.
3: Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, and and today is a super full moon, yes. and it's the third in the set of three that came through this fall, and yeah. it happens to be the launch date for the pr- program I'm doing on Voice America, too, my show s- goes live today at 11 o'clock, so I'm pretty
2: excited. So yeah. everybody tune in, and the name of your show is? Chasing Hunger. Chasing Hunger. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. tune in next week, everyone, and look for me uh, on Twitter, at GigglesLoveBug, or HealYourSH, hashtag T with Marnie on Facebook. I would love to
1: hear from you. Talk
2: to you next week.
1: Bye-bye thank you for tuning in to heal your shit with marnie please join us again next tuesday at 9 a.m eastern and 6 a.m pacific for more marnie motivation to shift your mind body and spirit on the voice america health and wellness channel